Hello, everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconut Podcast. I just got out, I got done with a meeting from the CEO and founder of CloudHub. Have you heard of CloudHub? It's a social media platform that uh, is promising free speech. So I'm going to put up that interview uh, later today with Jeff Brain. He's a very kind man. He's also a member of the Religious Liberty Coalition and a man of faith. So uh, good meeting. And it makes me think about the strategy moving forward. I uh, have been working on the strategy that I want to present to you. I owe you guys a few things. Uh, one of the things that I owe you is the plan to move forward and how we can be the most impactful uh, in helping promote freedom of speech, freedom of religion, um, to push back against voter fraud and all the thievery and fakery that's just taken place in the 2020 election that I can't get too into on this platform or I'll be taken down. Uh, yet the majority of the people that still follow us are on Facebook. So that's why I do the live streams on here. But I'm hoping that many of you move over to uh, you know, the podcast and uh, also find us on alternative media because the issue is we know Facebook is one of the worst offenders when it comes to free speech. And uh, they take accounts down overnight sometimes without uh, even letting people know. I, I get many people that reach out to me and say, my account was just blown up. The problem with my account is, is uh, it's not blown up, but they've reduced the distribution. So if you notice, when we do live streams now, it's a lot less people. Well, the reason why that is, is because uh, they've marked me as, uh, I put fake news, they say, according to Facebook. And, uh, and so therefore, uh, I have reduced distribution, not that many people can see what we're live streaming. So we don't get nearly the amount of people that used to see the broadcast. And the, and the crazy thing about it is, is <laughs> I'm a minister of the gospel and uh, I have a, a very big commitment to telling truth. So, um, you know, uh, what, who are these purveyors of truth? Who are these, uh, these editors and these fact checkers? You ever notice that? You put certain things up and boom, you get flagged, you know, fact check. Who are the people that are doing the fact checking? Well, I looked into uh, a while back um, Snopes because they were like the original leftist group that was out there, you know, kind of moderating content. And uh, it, it turned out it was like this couple, they ended up getting a divorce, unfortunately. Um, and they were also a very dysfunctional couple. And they were the ones that started uh, you know, Snopes.com. So, really, uh, those are the people that deem if what we're saying is true or not. And this is the bizarro world that we're living in. And so it's not that I have anything against Facebook. I mean, we all met on Facebook. Many of us met on Facebook. But the problem is the people that run Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg and others, they've decided to be moderators and editors instead of just allowing free speech and being the public square like they intended or at least uh, told us was their original intention. So they lied. They lied about their original intention because it's not freedom of speech. It's not a public square. I'm not saying anything, you know, that's dangerous or uh, anything that they should be conserved of, is concerned, concerned about at all. I mean, what am I talking about? Christian things, liberty, freedom, the constitution, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Somehow those things have now become um, hot button issues to where people are thinking they're dangerous. Pretty scary, right? And I know many of you are concerned, so 
we're putting together this list uh, of things that we can do. That's one of the biggest questions that people ask me in my travels is, what can I do, Pastor Todd? What can we do? What can we do? And so uh, we, we're taking that very seriously, and I want to present that. I also promised uh, that I would do a Zoom call with remnant leaders, and many of you responded, and then I promised you when I got back from CPAC, well, I'm back from CPAC, so we're going to be setting up that Zoom meeting, and some people still haven't heard about it. If you'd like to be a part of the Zoom meeting, uh, go ahead and email me. It's very simple. My name, as it, as it says above, Todd.Coconato, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, at uh, rlcus.org, which is Religious Liberty Coalition, uh, United States.org, rlcus, todd.coconato at rlcus.org, and uh, would love to have you on that Zoom call, and it'll grow, it might, it might start, you know, I mean, people always say they want to uh, be on the Zoom call, and then it turns out that they don't, so some people might not, but even, no matter how many people are on, uh, I think it'll be a great first start for us to get together as remnant leaders, remnant warriors, 300 members around the country and start to really be actionable. Now, um, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I know many of you are saying hello. Good afternoon. Just want to say that back. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is I know there was this uh, reporting about uh, something happening at the Capitol today or something. I told you that was nonsense. I was actually kind of sad that CBN News picked that up. Uh, it seems like they got pulled into the fakery that's out there. There's a lot of fake news, a lot of agendas, a lot of uh, information warfare, unfortunately. And a lot of Christians, a lot of us are, you know, getting caught up. And that's why I say one of the biggest things that we need to have in this time period is discernment of the Holy Spirit. Where we ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, is this true? And we have to learn, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. We have to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord. I know it's a scary thing for some. Uh, you know, I'm not one of these people that's out there every day saying, I heard the Lord, I heard the Lord, I heard the Lord. Some people hear, hear the Lord all day long. That's not me. Uh, but I do hear the Lord when I pray and I seek his face and I inquire of the Holy Spirit. I say, Lord, I really need an answer on this. You know, I really need you to speak to me on this. And I feel that he does in my spirit. Uh, you know, it's not an audible voice, but it's, it's in my spirit where he says, you know, this is right. This is wrong. You know, um, sometimes he'll wake me up in the middle of the night. And, uh, and speak to me then, you know, and, uh, and, and he won't let me go back to sleep until I, until I hear what he wants me to hear. Um, but, but we have to learn, saints, discernment, because there's a, there's a tremendous, this is one of the big tools of the enemy, is, is to get us involved in misinformation, disinformation, fakery, fraud. Fraud, fraud seems to be like the thing of the hour, right? I mean, fraud, it's like pervasive. You know, everybody's fraud here, fraud there. Fraudulent ballots, you know, fraudulent uh, news stories, fake news. And uh, one of the big stories that was out there in the, in the, in the fakosphere, I'm going to call it the fakosphere, <laughs> where all the, the information swirling around out there. Um, you know, some of it, sometimes it's on our side of the community, right? And uh, one of the stories that people were, were sending me left and right for several months now is about how this whole thing of the U.S. is a corporation. And, you know, and then, and then I, I, I looked into it. I looked into it and I, I saw what they were talking about. And it wasn't all just made up. I mean, there was some significance. But uh, I think one of the, the things that was coming out of that was is that people were believing that President Trump was going to just, you know, retake the White House today. And uh, I think that's where the fake news is pulling this story from. 
where they're saying that you know uh, people are going to do something with the capital. So, first of all, no one's going to do anything with the capital that I've heard. I, I think it's a fake story. I, I, even the original incident on the sixth uh, at the Capitol was greatly misinterpreted, mis misreported, misrepresented. It wasn't really Trump supporters, and I was really kind of upset to see Director Ray out there kind of giving. Uh, you know his his synopsis. I think that he left out some key details that we have some pretty substantial proof uh, of. But you know I'm not going to beat a dead horse on that one. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but this is the problem: is is that uh, there is a lack of investigation. There's a lack of transparency. Uh, many people are disheartened with our institutions here in the United States. It's one of the biggest things I hear is is people saying, you know, I, I just have no faith in. This institution, I have no faith in this agency. I have no faith in this court. And I get it. And I share your frustration. That's why we've been looking at this from a spiritual standpoint and saying instead of us trying to figure out the hows every day and getting discouraged by the sequence of events that take place within the media, uh, why don't we just start really inquiring and contending and calling upon the courts of heaven to intervene, calling upon God? Because I, I need to be careful in the way I state that. As some people pointed out, I guess there's some false doctrine that uses those same terms. But we're, we're just we're appealing to, to the Lord. And we're saying, Lord, you see our situation in our nation. Our nation is broken. Our institutions are, are corrupt. Uh, people have unfortunately given in to corruption. And uh, there's, there's, there's sin that's pervasive in our land. We need a, a miracle. We need a, a true awakening. We need a touch of your Holy Spirit. We need change. And when we, when we go straight to the source, which is the Lord, and we ask of the Lord to move on our behalf, that way we're not going to get caught up in deceptive news or false news or people that have agendas. And, you know, I feel bad for some of these guys because, you know, they're trying to figure out some way that things are going to change right now. And they're, they're coming with all these narratives. And, uh, and then, the, you know, it, it happens. The day passes and then they're like, Oh man, it didn't happen. Then they have to like talk their way out of it. You know, that, that's flesh, ladies and gentlemen. That's flesh. Well, we're trying to figure this out in, in the natural and make sense of it. And of course we do that as humans. I mean, that's what we try to do. We try to make sense of it. But what, I, what I'm looking at is a two-pronged strategy and saying instead of us sitting here and trying to figure out what, how God is going to do it, what God's going to do, how he's going to do it, when he's going to do it, Instead, what I think we need to focus on is, is asking and appealing to the Lord and the Holy Spirit, God, please intervene. Please intervene on our behalf in our nation. We're, we're, we're concerned about the direction of the nation. We're concerned about what's happening. And, and we're asking, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would, would move in our, in our nation, that there'd be a great awakening and a move of God that would shift the culture and that would shift things. And the current trajectory would be changed where the wickedness and all the, the vile things that are happening in our country that we see are clear. They're demonic. They're demonic. And, and, and so, Lord, we ask that you would move on our behalf, that you would make a way where it seems like there is none. And that, Lord, that things would be exposed that were done in darkness and, uh, and, and it would be brought to the light and maybe an area that we don't know about somehow would come to the light, Lord, some way that, that we can't figure out or fathom or understand in our humanity, in our, in our human understanding, Lord, that you would make a way where it seems like there is no way so that this wickedness does not increase, not only for this generation, but for future generations. You know, and, 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 and asking the Lord and, and, and you know, really just um, contending. I just keep going back to that word, contending, travailing, praying, interceding, fasting, 
asking the Lord to move on our behalf in some way, shape, or form. And this is what we need to do. So the, the two-pronged strategy, and I, I, I'm looking forward to laying out the full 10 points, but I, I'm kind of uh, introducing little elements of that now to kind of get you guys to understand what, what we're thinking. But, but the, the two-pronged strategy is, number one, we look back at 2020 and we say, Lord, we want to see ex expose of what just happened. Uh, we're praying that you move. We're praying that uh, what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. We're praying that more people would come forward with evidence and with information and that there would be courts that would be willing to hear and that there would be uh, ways that maybe we don't understand in our, in our government, maybe in the military, that would, that would make it an open door situation for this evidence to be shown to the American people. And, and you know, so we're not going to give up on what happened in 2020 because I feel like I'm not supposed to. I can't just give up. Listen, our house was robbed, okay? Our house was robbed, not my house. What I'm saying is our nation, our nation was robbed. There was a fraud that took place. So we need to still figure out an investigation there, how it took place, what happened, how it can be rectified. And the bad actors that were involved need to be brought to justice. That's why I posted about justice this morning because God is a God of justice. And so we need to see that number one. That's the first prong of the two prong strategy. Okay, so that's one prong is, is going back and not just forgetting about what just happened and not saying, oh, it just, it happened, but let's move on to 2022. No, it happened and we need to contend for a breakthrough that there's an expose that what happened is brought to the light. The scripture talks about that. What's done in darkness will be brought to the light. We need to pray that, that what was meant for evil will be turned around for good. We can't just give up on that first, first prong, okay? So I'm not going to do that. And people say, well, where are you at today? Do you feel like God is still going to do something to you? Yes, I do. I'm not going to relent on that, friends, because I'm investing prayer every single day and interceding and, and fasting and believing that God is going to do something. Now, it's going to be in his timing, and we don't know when and we don't know how. So that's where we get caught up in some of this stuff, right? And uh, I think that's where some of these people that have good intentions, they're getting caught up with some of these people online that, that just don't really have credibility, unfortunately. And they're maybe they're using it for a platform. That's what I always want to say. I want to have a long-term relationship, not a short-term relationship with you guys. So so that's why I'm saying we, we need to really do this in in, in in an integrous manner, not just in a in a way to gain followers or, you know, have some, you know, everybody share some video all over the internet and then it ends up not being true. That's not what we want. We need to maintain our credibility by having real solutions and also having real discussions about what just happened. What happened should never happen again. What happened was a disgrace. People all around the world are looking about what happened. And they're talking about it in all different countries, not just the United States, all around the world. They're talking about what happened in America. And America is, is a country that many countries look up to, most countries look up to. We are the beacon of hope. We are the freedom in the world. So I know a lot of people are saying America is done. And that's it. But I don't believe that as there's a righteous remnant. I still believe there's a praying remnant. I believe it's holding back the spirit of Antichrist. I believe that we still can see America become Nineveh and not uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And I'm going to stand by that. And I'm not going to relent on that, friends. So you're not going to see me like tomorrow. Some people say, well, oh, I thought you were going to give up. I, I saw your video and it looked like you gave up or something. You're not going to see that for me. I'm not going to give up. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next week. It's not going to happen even if a year from now you turn into my videos and nothing has happened at that point. I'm still going to be contending for breakthrough on that front. So I just want you guys to know that. I'm not going to be giving up because I believe that what has been done in darkness will be brought to the light. Just like how it took Cuomo. It took a whole year 
for a Cuomo thing to come out. And, you know, there's still not justice there per se, but at least it's coming out. So we're going to stand. And that's why we're remnant warriors. And we're not going to grow weary in doing good. And we're not going to, you know, be like, uh, you know, the, the little piggy that had his house built out of straw, just blowing in the wind. You know, we're going to be solid, like a tree that's planted by the water and believing that God is in fact going to move on our behalf because there's a righteous remnant in our nation that's praying and interceding and it goes in alignment with the word of God and what the word of God says. So that's prong one. Let me just get real quick into prong two. Prong two is, is that we also have to have a solid go forward strategy. That means we can't operate as business as usual. We have to look at key takeaways. Listen, I've been in, in the corporate world before. What we do in a, what we call a post-mortem meeting where we look at what happened and what we did right and what we did wrong. What we have to do as a church, what do we do right and what we do wrong? We've done a lot of things right, but we've also done a lot of things wrong. And we've been operating in a place of apathy for many, many years. And I'm going to have to start speaking on this more. It's very uncomfortable. Uh, many pastors don't like that I say these things. Many pastors are are upset that we're going to have these types of conversations because it sheds the light on things that maybe they don't want the light shed on. And uh, But there has to be transparency and there has to be a clear path forward as the body of Christ to where we actually look at what we have done wrong. And there are many things, unfortunately, many things that we've done wrong. Uh, the church, first of all, has said that it shouldn't be involved at all in politics. Many pastors believe that. Stay out of politics. Well, the, you know, listen, I believe in seven mounds of influence and in every single one of them, I would be upset to hear somebody saying that we should stay out of that. So if somebody says we need to stay out of education, no, we don't. If somebody says we need to stay out of media, no, we don't. The Christian community and people of faith need to be active, involved, have our voice heard in every mountain of influence, including politics. So stop with the no politics. That's how we got to where we are. And we do need to get people out there to vote. We need to make them understand what's going on in our country, that we are on the cusp of losing it. And we could lose it. And things could get really bad. So we have to stand up against these policies, uh, you know, that, are, that they're bringing forth, HR 5, HR 1, every demonic agenda that they're trying to push. They're, it's a demonic agenda that's being pushed in the form of a bill. Being pushed in the form of a bill. It just happens to be manifesting that way. Listen, if there was some TV show that was pushing a demonic agenda, then we'd have to speak out about it, right? Wouldn't you want me to say, hey, all these people are being duped and lied to and uh, controlled and manipulated by this television show? Well, we need to talk about it. Well, it's the same thing what happens in politics, right? And, and, and people need to call a spade a spade. This is demonic. It's, it's not of the Lord and it's causing people to stumble and it's causing us to be restricted and silenced and all these different things. And we cannot be silenced and we will not be silenced. So this second prong of this very important strategy, number one, looking back. And the second prong is looking forward. How do we, how do we do things different? How do we stop taking advantage of, of the saints? There's a lot of people that are taking money, but they're not doing anything. And so many saints of God are, are pouring in and they're saying, Hey, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then what do these people do? They won't even speak about the real issues. Think about that. How is it that you can call yourself a minister, a pastor, and yet you won't even speak about the real issues of our time? That's scary. That's concerning. So what exactly are you doing then? I get it. Well, some people say, I'm just preaching the word of God. Listen, Jesus was active. He was active. I know many people don't realize that, but he was. Didn't he call out people? He called them out. 
We have to be active. We have to call out people. Call them out for what they are. Right? Call it out for what it is. Hey, this is sin. This is demonic. This is hurting people of God. This is hurting our nation. And we need to, we need to speak about it. Even though it's uncomfortable and some people might be offended. Well, Jesus offended too. The word of God can be offensive at times, but it's, it's good offensive. It's a good offensive because it wakes people up and it sets the captive free. So it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but it will offend certain people. It, it, historically, the problem, and this is, you know, I'm not against megachurches at all. I know some very legit megachurch pastors like Jack Hibbs, Rodney Howard Brown. They're friends of mine. I think they're great. They have large congregations. I would consider them megachurches. But many megachurches, not all, many megachurches, unfortunately, have grown in such a substantial way because they don't talk about the real issues. <laughs> so it's easy to grow when you don't offend anybody. All you do is tickle ears. The Bible even talks about that. But this is not a time for tickling of ears. This is not a time where we just, you know, say things that people want to hear. We're in a desperate situation. Now, does that mean we can't get out of it? No, we can get out of it, but we're in the utmost of a spiritual war. A very, very, a battle between light versus darkness. And yes, we could lose our country and we could end up in captivity. Honestly, I'm just going to be real with you. We could end up in captivity. They could put Christians in camps at some point here. Is it happening now? No, but we hear elements talk, chatter, people that would like to do such things. And so we, we see there's a rise in the spirit of Antichrist. We need to, what holds back the spirit of Antichrist? The church, truth, the word of God, people that speak boldly and unafraid and counter the false narrative. So we have to counter the false narrative. And, and there are people every day that are waking up, new people that are waking up. But they don't wake up by us just like tickling their ear. They wake up by us saying, hey, this is truth. This is what it is. Guess what? We have the truth. The truth is the winning, the winning ticket. You know what the, the, the enemy has? Censorship. Trying to shut down the truth. He doesn't have truth. There's not like a bunch of people on, on the other side that are out there speaking truth that are waking people up. No. <laughs> That's happening on our side. Why? Because we have the facts. Why? Because we have the truth. And it's the truth that sets the captive free. And that's the biggest thing that they're afraid of is more and more people every single day waking up. They don't want to see more people wake up because they're fearful of people waking up. Why? Because that, that's empowerment. You're empowered. When you know the truth, that's an empowerment to you. You're able to, to understand the situation that you're in. And then you're able to get through it. You see what I'm saying? So we have to understand there are, unfortunately false people in every different amount of influence, including the church. It's just the truth. The Bible says, beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. So if we don't address the issues, all the issues, now there are what I call heresy hunters that are out there looking for just something. Pastor Todd said this, this one said that. So that's why we need discernment. We can't just listen to every heresy hunter, but what we have to do is say, where's the fruit? What is the fruit? Does anybody get, get it right 100% of the time? No. So you're always gonna be able to find something on everybody. But you have to look at their heart and the fruit and what they desire to do, what they're trying to do, and ask the Holy Spirit, is this person good or is this person bad? Are they a wolf? Are they a sheep? Who is this person? And, and the Holy Spirit will tell you. That's why I always say, ask. Instead of listening to my detractors and the people that hate me and they're out there trying to destroy me, just ask the Holy Spirit. Listen, if the Holy Spirit tells you don't listen to Pastor Coconado, then don't. That's it. Because... Who am I without the presence of God? Who am I without the Holy Spirit? I'm no one. 
I'm just another person. I'm nameless and faceless. The empowerment, the anointing that I think we, we can come together and understand and feel and sense is through the Holy Spirit of living God. Now, again, I don't get it right all the time, 100%, but you can seek my heart and see what we're trying to do. And what we're trying to do is simply do the work of the kingdom, to, to allow freedom of our faith, our, our religion, our, to be able to speak freely and practice our faith freely and get people saved and set free, healed and delivered in our nation. And not, and not have to be under censorship or persecution, but be able to be truly free. And, and the inalienable rights. I talked about the inalienable rights the other day. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our founders of this nation, and that's why Kirk Cameron's doing a great job with his fireside chats. He's talking about the founders and the, and the fundamentals of what this nation was founded on, on the principles of the word of God that they're trying to take away. Why are they trying to take away? So we're all on the same. You can see what team the person is on simply by what they're saying and what they're standing for and what they're doing. So if you look at, well, what is that person doing? Are they fighting? Are they standing? Are they pushing back? Are they preaching the truth? Are they operating the Holy Spirit? Are they anointed? Or are they doing none of those things? Are they allowing the evil of this hour to continue to expand and take more territory without doing anything? So it's very simple. I, I feel like there's never been a more clear distinction between light versus darkness, weed versus chaff, real versus fake, fraud versus truth. It's, it's right there in our faces and we can sense it. So thank you to those that are willing to stand. Thank you to those that are willing to fight and pray and intercede and trust and know it's not all done and know we're not fully defeated. But let's, here's the thing about the church. We have to maintain our credibility. And, and the credibility factor is where we have to use discernment and we have to use wisdom. God is moving. He is moving. And, and I, I'm not going to deny that he's moving. I know he's moving. What, what he's going to do, when he's going to do it, we don't know the exact timing. But we trust in the Lord. We don't lean on our own understanding. We don't look through the, through the eyes of, of, of flesh. We look through what the Spirit of God is saying, speaking to us each day, giving us understanding and wisdom and discernment. That's how we're going to navigate. That's how we're going to survive. And, and so that the ask the Holy Spirit, that's my biggest thing, ask the Holy Spirit. If you don't know the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit, come into your heart. You know, maybe you say, Pastor, I've never even heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. I don't even know how to know the Holy Spirit. Well, that's very simple. Just get alone in a quiet place. Look, you see me, I'm on a country road right now. Why do I do these videos on a country road? Because I want to be anointed when I'm speaking to you. I want to be in the anointing, operating in the gifts. I want to be speaking out of the, uh, the, the heart of the Holy Spirit. I do that by getting alone and getting away and talking to you. I ask the Lord, fill me, Lord, use me. Let me be a vessel. Let me be a vessel. It's not me. It's not my strength. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord, right? That's how we're going to win this. And we are going to win this. We are going to win this. That's why I encourage you is we are going to win this. Wisdom, discernment, fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. Spend time in worship. Read the Word of God. Those are going to be your first things that you need to do. And then we're going we're gonna to bring out this, this 20, uh, excuse me, 10 point strategy of things that we can do right now to answer your question. What can we do? Because that's the biggest question. I'm working on that. It's not something I just want to put out there like that. I think it's important that we, we pray over it and we make sure it's the right things. Um, but I'm, uh, today I had an important meeting with a social media CEO. I'll post that later. I think you'll enjoy that, what he's doing. We're, we're out there. We're doing the work of the kingdom. We're out there. 
we're out there every day, tirelessly hitting the pavement, out there, finding what we can do at every mountain of influence to push back and to stand up. Two-pronged strategy. One, we look back and see what, what just happened, and we, we ask the Lord to expose, and we don't just give up. Two, we say, how can we move forward? Key takeaways, do things better than we've ever done it before, and truly be in alignment with your will. Does that make sense? Well, we are going to go now to the interview with Jeff Brain, who is a friend and the CEO and founder of a new social platform. It's a social media platform that was actually introduced publicly in November, and it is now ready to roll. Let's go to the interview with Jeff Brain, CEO and founder of CloudHub. Hey everybody, welcome to the program, and I have a very exciting guest. He is uh, actually a member of the RLC, but also an amazing man, the founder and CEO of a social media organization I think you need to know, a platform uh, that everybody hopefully will know more about at the end of this interview and join. Uh, welcome, Jeff Brain, to the, to the conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, it's great to have you, man. And you and I kind of met a few months back, uh, and I was so excited about what you're doing at CloudHub. And uh, why don't you give us a little background? What first, uh, you know, made you start CloudHub, and and kind of how did this all come to being? Sure. So my background, I've been a civic leader all my adult life, business person. I felt there was an opportunity to change the focus and purpose of social media. Most social media is about look at me. It's all about follows and likes and things that don't matter. And I felt that with so many challenges in our society, in our country, that we should change the direction of social media. And so with CloudHub, it's a social media platform that brings people together and connects them to the people and things that matter most in their lives. We actually allow people to connect, collaborate, and influence the issues that impact their lives, their communities, society, their freedoms, and their country. Yes. So it's, it's using social media to actually, you know, uh, impact society in a positive way, right? We, yeah. That's what social media should be used for. So that's a great, uh, great thing that you bring up there. And, and so how, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, it sounds really good, but how do you actually impact the society? Is it content or freedom of speech or what, what's really in the vision of that? Well, it's actually in how you design the platform. So right now we have a public timeline like Twitter where people can come and speak about the issues they care about. Uh, we have channels where you can access information. You know, really great personalities are in there uh, talking about the issues of the day, the news, the, their, their positions. Uh, and then we have the video gallery where people can share their own videos. We have a newsroom where you can see uncensored news, you know, uh, in the near future, we'll be adding a private hub where you can talk with your friends privately, kind of like wow. what Facebook used to be, yeah. where you would share pictures and it felt private. Right. But beyond that, we're going to be adding a civic hub where you can access resources at the federal, state, local level, where you can interact with your legislators at the federal, state, and local level. So if you had an issue in your community, you could organize, you can use that civic hub to um, impact the issues that affect your community. We'll be adding a faith hub where you'll wow. be able to share and grow your faith, all faiths, you know, people of all faith can use it. Yeah. You'll be able to go on there and see, you know, uh, maybe you want to watch um, Rick Warren this weekend, or maybe you want to watch Greg Laurie, or maybe you want to watch Paula White. You know, you'll be also access inspirational movies, uh, content, uh, be able to perhaps uh, <clears throat> get a, a movie guide 
based on, you know, the movie rated for, for your faith, you know, things right. like that. But basically it's an area where people can come together and, 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 and share their faith. You know, faith has been very uh, badly abused yes. on the existing platforms, unfortunately. And those of us who, who are people of faith um, need to have a place where we can feel free to share it. That's right. And, and, and Jeff, you know, you, you, you had a heart for religious liberty. You and I spoke a while back. Uh, what, what gives that uh, position in your life that you have that desire to protect religious liberty? Well, I think it's very important. I mean, our faith is, is perhaps the most important of it all, right? It's, it's, yes. the, it's the foundation of our life. I, I attend Rick Warren's church, Saddleback Church, yep. and uh, I've, I've been there for years, and I, I was a small group leader there. And uh, I just feel it's very important, particularly in this day and age where we're so divided as a society, you know, and we're, people are looking for um, support and, and you know, we, that comes from our faith and, uh, you know, we're closed out of our churches, right? right. All across the country. Those are the, that's, that's, and, and that's what Colored Up is about, right? It's, it's addressing those kind of issues, whether it's the getting our churches and houses of worship back open, whether it's, you know, the excessive lockdowns, you know, but it's a way I describe Cloud Hub, um, <clears throat> you know, like I talked about Civic Hub, Faith Hub, there'll be an education hub, an entertainment hub, a finance hub, a business wow. hub, you know. So it, it's actually connecting you to all the different elements of your life, right, in society, yes. right? So it's, it's a tool for people to use. And, and what I like to say is, you know, with these tremendous challenges facing our culture, our society, and our lives, uh, it's not enough to have social media where we just post for likes and follows right. anymore. Right. We need to be able to work together and be on a platform where we can take action, try and find some common ground. You know, you can't always, but yeah. try and find common ground and get yeah. back to solving problems, right? right. Solving the problems. What, what's happening at the school down the street? What's happening in our neighborhood? You know, it's not all about Washington, D.C., although that's important too, but you know, yeah. what's happening in your community in and the quality of your life, enriching lives, enriching communities. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I always tell people all politics is local. I mean, it's it's very important to be involved locally right, right. with the leadership, the school boards, the city council, and your local faith, you know, institutions. Be involved, you know, be involved and plugged into a local church, like you said. Uh, that's key, and that's what makes America the great country that we are. Uh, there's a lot of people that I, I kind of, for lack of a better word, they're almost like tech nomads right now. They've, they've kind of got kicked off right. some of these other platforms for various reasons. Some of them are kind of uh, really interesting. I mean, you would not think they would get kicked off for this. I mean, look at right now, there's conversation about Mr. Potato Head and, uh, you know, and all different other. Dr. Uh, Seuss. Yeah, Dr. Seuss. So, you know, uh, people are, I think uh, the word would, I mean, the best word would be skittish. I think they're, they're nervous to invest their time. Because let's face it, when you join a new social media platform, you got to build it. You got to ask your friends to come over. There's like a period of time. And a lot of people don't want to do that again and again. Some people did it with Parler and then they found Parler was shut down for some time. And so what's, what are you doing at CloudHub to guarantee if someone comes over, they build a platform, is it going to be sustainable? Are you going to be there long-term? I think these are some of the things people are concerned about. Sure. Well, first of all, uh, we're, we're not uh, an alternative to Twitter, you know, like, like Parler or some of the others are. We're a much broader platform. I've had conversations with AWS, Apple, and Android about what we are. They actually support our bigger vision of, of actually connecting people to the digital society. Nonetheless, you know, we, we recognize the risks and, and we are um, 
building our own you know, backup servers so that if anything did happen, we could just flip a switch. Uh, but we, you know, we, we also have very uh, strong moderation on our platform that some of the others don't have, right? I think that was part of the issue with Parla, those questions about their moderation. They've since now uh, acknowledged that they need to do a better job with moderation. We do not believe that people want to promote hate or violence on platforms. They want to be able to speak freely and right. not feel they have to, they're being censored. Right. But they don't want to incite violence and they don't want to incite hate and, and, and they don't want porn. So we already use artificial intelligence uh, to keep our interaction positive. We, we don't allow uh, for the incitement of violence or you know, hate. And every image and video is reviewed by our artificial intelligence to make sure it's not porn. We do not allow porn on our platform. That's and that's right. just our, you know, when people sign up, they, they agree to that in the terms of service, that they won't do those three things. And, you know, those companies we talked about, AWS, which is Amazon Web Services and Apple and Android, they're quite happy with our moderation. Um, it's actually, they, they've told us that they wish more companies would implement the tools that we've implemented. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, we recognize that it's an interesting time. And, you know, if Dr. Seuss is getting censored and Mr. Potato Head's being you know, censored, and then we have to be aware yeah. Yeah. of what, what the, what's written in the tea leaves and, and be ready just in case. And, you know, we've had some very, um, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, really big tech became big brother, right? Um, and so we've seen people like General Flynn get taken down, Sidney yeah. Powell, Mike Lindell, and, and they're all coming to CloudHub and, and we welcome them. And we would actually welcome the president, former president of the United States, to come uh, to CloudHub as well. We, we feel that people have a right to be heard and then let the others hear both sides of the issues and yeah. make their own decisions. That's, we're the land of the free, America. That's yeah. what it's always been, right? It's yeah. never been this issue where if you support free speech, you must be you know, you know, um, uh, a radical or domestic terrorist or something. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what we're based off of. Yeah. It's in written in our constitution. That's right free speech and, and we shouldn't let them try and marginalize us because we're defending free speech. Mm -hmm. um, we also defend your privacy, you know, your, your privacy actually became their currency, right? They're selling it to the highest bidder to, to allow them to sell ads to you. And, and on CloudHub, we, we actually don't dig into your phones. We don't follow That's you good. to see what you're looking at or your behavior. Yeah. So we protect your privacy there. We don't sell data. We don't share data. That's completely big. private. Yeah, that's big because a lot of these social media companies, that is their bread and butter. That's they're selling you. They're selling their, their, right. yeah, yeah, their data. And uh, that's, it's very intrusive. And a lot of people don't even realize it's going on. Uh, I was on the other end of the business and I saw the data coming in and I said, wow, this is pretty, uh, you know, it's a lot of information that people probably have no idea uh, from buying habits to what, you know, websites you're visiting. And so, uh, so you're saying right now that CloudHub does not do that in any way, shape or form in any way, shape, or form. When you join our platform, we're going to ask for three things, your name, an email address, and a phone number so we can send you a code and verify you're a real person. But we're, we don't dig into your phone. We don't look at your SIM card. We don't you know, data mine you. We don't look at who you're talking to. We don't look at what apps you're using. We don't look at what websites you're doing. That's up to you. That's your private business. Uh, so we don't take anything beyond those three things. If you, if you choose to enter your location so that you, know, you can... Uh, get we can share information about your you know community with you and other issues in your community and news in your community that's up to you but we're not going to take it we don't just go in and scrape it
That's really, really good to hear. Let me tell you. Um, back to the faith issue, because of course, yeah. that's a, you know, as a pastor, that's a big thing to me. But for the local church or for a mega church or whatnot to come on your platform, one of the big things that churches like to do is stream their services. Is that something that you can do now or in the future or something you're looking at? You, you could do it right now. Pastor Greg Locke is on our platform and he's streaming his services. Wow. And okay. Many, many more are starting to come. I, I had a meeting last week with uh, Paula White and she will be coming to CloudHub and, and encouraging others to come to CloudHub. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we have uh, um, Kenny Luck. He has the Everyman ministry on CloudHub. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a ministry just for men okay. and uh, we welcome it. And then as awesome. we build our faith hub, uh, they, you'll be able to go onto the faith hub and say, well, you know, I want to, I want to see what Greg Laurie's talking about this week, or I want to see what Steve Forte is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. Greg Locke's a personal friend. He's probably stone's throw away from where I'm at right now. So uh, that, yeah. that's great news to hear that he's on the platform and, and others. Uh, of course, Pastor Paul is a frequent guest on our show as well. I'm very excited. Now I know with some of the streaming platforms uh, that people use, it's very easy because it's interactive, you know, where it's like Facebook, boom. Is it going to be like that with CloudHub eventually where they have just the option on the platform that, or do you have to put in like an RSS code or how does that work? Well, you'll, for now, you, you put an RTMP code into okay. your system and then once you go live, it goes straight into CloudHub. You, there's nothing more you need to do. That's great. Um, as we move forward, you know, we're going to be creating some very special features for services uh, so that you can interact with your constituents while the service is going on. I'm excited about the live stream because I think last time we talked that wasn't available on CloudHub. So that really takes it to the next level, man. And uh, so, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, when I bring up CloudHub, well, what is it like? I mean, is it like anything else out there or is it really just all by itself and kind of a new new kind of platform? Well, it is a, a new kind of platform in that our direction is to connect you to the things that matter most in your life in a very organized, useful way. Every household will want to use it. But imagine if you read in the paper this morning that Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram merged. Yeah, That's actually what CloudHub is. We have wow. all that in CloudHub. You have the public timelines of Twitter. We have the groups of Facebook and many people across the country are organizing in groups um, by communities, by states, by issues. Uh, we have the channels where kind of like YouTube where people can you know, stream their shows, right? Great shows. We have over 60 shows. We have, you know, just added, um, uh, just the news, John Solomon. Uh, we added Steve Bannon's the war room. Um, we, we have Rudy Giuliani's coming with his common sense. Yep. show because and they're it's because they're all being throttled on these are the YouTube. guys being, yep exactly and is there a way to monetize your content for those that have a large following yes absolutely you you could actually institute a paywall for specific videos for your channel or for play specific playlists uh, you could also drop in a link to your ad you know whether that's google ads or somewhere else that you're using and and run ads yourself very good. In your, in your channel. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you've thought of it all, man. And uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to continue to join. I think uh, one of the things that I get, I'm just being the devil's advocate right now, because I'm kind of like the middleman here. Uh, I've been telling people about CloudHub, you know, and, and one of the things people are nervous about, not with CloudHub, but with Parler, really, with, you know, they said it was buggy. You know, are you guys experiencing that too, where you're having certain bugs as you kind of work things through, or is it pretty, pretty streamlined? Well, it's very streamlined, actually. People, uh, you know, first of all, we're not a fringe group. I have the former CTO of MySpace on my team. I have oh, the wow. 
former product development director who is employee 30 of Twitter on my team. Um, we, we have great people on our team, very sophisticated, and uh, you'll find our platform works really well and uh, it's very fast. It's easy. People say it's very um, intuitive to use. It takes about two minutes to sign up. I would encourage people, they go to www.cloudhub.com. They can sign up. We're available in the Apple store, the Android store, or using the web browser. And uh, so it's easy to get into. Uh, and it it's actually flows really nice and fast and very visual. It's very clean. Um, and uh, you can just with the push of one button go from you know, your public timeline to your channels, to your video gallery sharing, to your newsroom, to your groups. It's, it's real easy. You're getting me excited, man. Hey, I have a lot of friends that are creators. Some of them have pretty large followings. What is the stipulation to get your own channel? Does it have to be approved in some way or what's kind yeah. of the, uh, the way that it works? Yeah, so the channels, you know, we do have video sharing like in YouTube where anybody can throw up their videos. That's, they can do that and it's an hour and a half long video up to an hour and a half. For a channel, we typically ask that that be a regular show. You know, it's almost like watching TV. Right. So we have people like the X22 Report, uh, Brendan Dilly, you know. Um, Something that's produced on a consistent basis with pretty decent quality and a good following, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you have content creators, uh, and particularly, you know, if you have, have people in faith, um, we, we very much welcome that. That's awesome. Well, Jeff, everything you're saying is like uh, exactly what we want to hear, but it's true. That's the great thing about it. Uh, it's what we've been looking for. And that's why I wanted to have you on the program because I just wanted our audience and the people that are members of our organization and that listen to us to know uh, what you're doing if they don't already. I know many do. I was just at CPAC and I have to say there was quite the buzz around the Cloud Hub booth and uh, people were talking about it all over. And uh, so I'm just excited that you can see your continued growth and uh, that you are allowing people to have a place to speak freely. And at the same time, you know, you're moderating in a way that makes sense and is appropriate. Like you said, no porn, no, no foolish things like that. Uh, but I think it's, it's great. And of course, you're also a person of faith, which is huge. Is there anything else you want to tell people before we let you go? Well, just to support alternative platforms like CloudHub, uh, that's, that's what we need to do. We need to get off of those other platforms that really have become abusive and uh, they're, they're trying to impose their values on us. And, and you know, as in, in America, um, we, we should not be subjected to that. You know, the censorship, the manipulation of what we get to see, uh, they declared war on our freedoms and freedom-loving Americans. And I encourage people to give CloudHub uh, a look and uh, I think they'll like it. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to start posting regularly on there, man. And, uh, you know, everybody that's listening, I hope you do the same. And Jeff, we just appreciate you if you just hang tight and we'll be right back. This is Jeff Brain, the CEO and founder of CloudHub. You can find him at cloudhub.com. Make sure to join. And Jeff, we thank you so much. We'll be right back.